What is up, fellers? Welcome back to Commas Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today we're talking to Spencer Brown, also mostly known as The Athlete Special, on YouTube, on the gram. He's a running YouTuber. He ran at Georgetown, and now he is signed to run for the Brooks Beast as a professional runner, which is super exciting for him and... You guys probably already know who he is. If you watch my channel, you've probably seen his videos as well, and you're probably already subscribed, but this conversation was super fun. We talk all about running and YouTube, and I just love talking to Spencer. It's super easy to talk to him. We have many things in common, so it's always an easy, flowing conversation, so I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Right, Spencer Brown, the athlete special. Welcome to the podcast. Um, can you give a little rundown of who you are and what you're about? Thank you so much for having me on today, Emma. Emma and I have actually kind of known each other for a long time. Uh, we haven't seen each other in person in quite a while or even a lot, but uh, I went to school at Georgetown University. I was another D1 runner. Um, and I had a YouTube channel kind of parallel to when Emma was in college as well. She popped off first and then kind of helped me get bigger on YouTube. So she was big shout out to Emma right now. She got me to where I am today. You were the first like NCAA runner to blow up, um, and kind of revolutionize YouTube for YouTube runners. So yeah, I have a YouTube channel called the athlete special. Um, and I am currently living in Seattle. I just signed a one-and-a-half-year contract with uh, Brooks Running to run for the Brooks Beast. Um, so I'm in a pretty cool spot right now, and, yeah, I'm just excited to be on here. Wow, Spencer, you really uh, just gassed me up there. <laughs> I would not say that I was the one. I would say you – okay, I would say Ryan Trahan was, like, yeah, kind of, like, started this whole thing. But you were one of my inspirations to start my YouTube channel. So well, yeah. You've said that before. I feel like you just say that for the camera. I don't know, but I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> Why would I just um, say for the camera? I don't lie, okay? I wouldn't just make that up. I'm not just saying that, okay? You think, I like, I am not a filmer. I'm not, like, a videographer or anything. I didn't even have, like, any really big social media before starting a YouTube channel. So I just, like, started watching Ryan and you and I was like you know what I'm just gonna film my day today and then yeah look at where we are now <laughs> yeah it's it's been really cool I think to like see where like the whole YouTube running has gone in the last four or five years um but what I mean with you is like I I had been doing YouTube for a while and the only person who had really blown up was Ryan Trahan but he left the running community to do just bigger cooler stuff um and I was like the only one doing it. And then you you came up so fast and just made such like better content than what I than what I was putting out. Um, <laughs> which 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 in turn, so you kind of inspired me as well to kind of step up my game and like film more of the the fun like vloggy aspects of college running because that was like clearly what people were super into on your channel as well as just like you know the lifestyle stuff. So yeah, it, it is it has been really cool and like you know. It was for a while probably just like me, you, and you know Zach Levitt, I guess, on uh, YouTube. But now it's like there's so many more YouTubers out there. It's like it's it's kind of like a community, you know. 
it's crazy to see how much it's grown from like 2017 when I started my channel just until now. Like you said, the running community on YouTube and just like the amount of people starting channels, the amount of professional runners that are starting to like put themselves on YouTube because now they see how big of an impact it has. It's just crazy to see like the growth and it's insane that it's been like three years now, I guess. I don't know. When did you start your channel? Well, so I, I started my channel in uh, January 2016 and for like the first, you know, three or four years, I was really not getting much traction. Um, but like maybe earlier, yeah, early 2019. So three years after I started my channel, it finally kind of picked up. Um, I started posting a lot more consistent and uh, relatable content of just sort of like the day-to-day stuff, workout videos and uh, like I said, more lifestyle stuff. And, and I started getting better at like clickbaiting my videos more <laughs> with like obnoxious, like this crazy track workout will have your mind blown. Um, and then just from there, uh, I try to put out like a, you know, two or three videos a week. Um, <laughs> Emma and I actually, we, we've talked a lot like off camera about just like the struggles of like staying motivated to, to, put videos out and like there's definitely like moments where like I'm like oh I don't want to post for a while but you kind of just get through those periods and then like other times it's like I have no problem cranking out four videos a week I'm, I'm loving it so YouTube is like it's its own like you know culture and it's fun that we have such a similarity in that like you know not not many people can talk about what what we do with like just the analytics of YouTube and, and how like it all works behind the scenes yeah, and because like there's a lot of people that make YouTube videos, but the running community, especially in the beginning, was fairly small. So it was only like a couple people that you could go to and like talk about it, especially being an NCAA student athlete where there's like rules and regulations and, you know, maybe like your coaches aren't that receptive of you filming or I don't know. There's only a couple people that you can go to. So it was nice to have like someone like you or like, yeah, Zach Levitt, I guess Ryan Trahan too for a little bit who were in very similar situations. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see like where it, where it goes from here. I mean, now like athletes are going to be able to make money off of themselves eventually in the future, which is insane. And I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. With the, with the NCAA stuff, um, there's so, there are like these little rules, like, yeah, you can't, you can't monetize. And that was, I know we talked about that a lot in college and that sucked, but you know, now we're both out and, still cranking out videos, still having fun with it. So it, it is cool. And, and yeah, just in general with like, uh, social media and like running, um, we're, we're just starting to see like, uh, the impacts it has like on, you know, bigger brands out there and how useful, um, influencers are micro influencers are, um, with, you know, helping sell products and helping just the market. So it's, it's cool that like, you know, we're sort of just a part of this whole system that's starting to take place. And yeah. Yeah. And even going beyond just ourselves, like it's nice to kind of see the running community grow or just be able to get more people looking at running, looking at professional running, because running, like even me working for a track agent, like I just learned a lot of the flaws that like running has and professional running has in terms of it being like a money-making sport. So I think starting like YouTube channels is becoming really popular and it's a, just a really good idea to get people more excited about the sport in general, get people following athletes and yeah, just getting people out the door and running. Um, 
So it's yeah. cool to kind of see that too. And I feel like it's weird to kind of be a part of that revolution of people like running social media, but I feel like it's only going to get bigger. Yeah. And I've been saying for years off of what you just said, like running, like it's, it's been so um, like, I guess done poorly in terms of like how it's marketed. Like no one really cares about running outside of like the running community. And I feel like what what we're trying to do is um, at least make people in the running community care more about, um, you know, the sport in general. And that's sort of, I think like what we've both done is, is like show the day to day stuff, um, the lifestyle stuff of like, you know, what it's like to be a runner and, and how relatable it is, like whether you're really good or not really good or, you know, trying to run specific times, it's all super relative, which um, is like, which, which is, why it's becoming such a community um but yeah like in general like i think these brands are just starting to see the potential in like you know micro influencers and and just what they can uh do with them to to market better and um i think five years from now like it's going to be completely different than what it is right now i don't know where we're we're going to be but like I can only imagine that the running community is going to be like significantly bigger. Exactly. Because a lot of the time in the past, like brands were only sponsoring the professional athletes because there were no social media stars in the running world. Um, And now you see these, like you say, micro influencers, but who are like the big influencers in the running community? There aren't that many, like we're all considered micro in the grand scheme of the influencing world. But yeah, it'll be it'll be crazy um, just to see like how brands adapt in the future, and I definitely think we're on the beginning stages of that. And like you said, yeah. oh my gosh, in five years, I can't even imagine. I know <laughs> how <laughs> insane it's going to be. Um, yeah. Why did you start your YouTube channel? Like, what what brought it up? So yeah, my this was freshman year in college. I, I came home for winter break, and my sister wanted to hang out with me and I was like I can't hang out I have to double later today and then do some lift and she was like oh my god Spencer like you literally do nothing but running and it's really annoying like you should just film yourself doing it um so she pretty much dared me to to make a video about it so hence then I just created the athlete special started making like just like stupid like videos of like the day in day outs of running really low quality stuff and i was getting like absolutely no views like it it was i was doing it for myself and for my teammates because i thought it was kind of funny and um kind of just caught the bug for it uh i think that like one of the most fun parts of having a youtube channel um is that like i have always done it for myself and like obviously we get caught up in like trying to do videos that get a lot of views now, but like what really started it and made it authentic for me was just, you know, doing it for myself and my friends and and just having fun with it. Like I actually enjoy editing sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I do enjoy editing and um, obviously making content's just really fun for me. So that was how I started it. But for years I would like quit the channel for like six months and then just come back or four months and then make a video here and there. But I didn't really start like posting a lot until you kind of came on the scene. 
Yeah, I remember there was this one period of time where you hadn't posted in like six months. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. What Were you just like focusing on school or it just wasn't a priority? I mean, at, at the time it was like, I, I didn't really see my YouTube channel as like, I think maybe I for, for years I had like about a thousand or two thousand subscribers and uh, I didn't see it as something like that was so big and I just wasn't feeling it for a while and I was like, it was probably good for me to take a break from YouTube and come back to it when I naturally wanted to. But I was like, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm not really into this right now. I, I think I was, I, I might've had like a bad season in track too. Um, geez, it was so long ago, but yeah, <laughs> I, I feel kind of old now thinking back, but um, you and me both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the college days, even though I just, yeah, what? <laughs> you feel old, I feel old, and I'm not even old. I'm only 23. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i 23 as well. Is it your birthday soon? I thought I saw something. Yeah, that, it is. Or... I guess I'm almost 24 now. It's my birthday in 11 days, so. Okay, cool. Now I'm really getting up there. <laughs> yeah, 24 is kind of, that's like officially old. Well, I see all these like <laughs> new kids coming on the block. I'm like, man, I really like aging up, you know? And yeah. like, but then when I'm here with my friends in Portland, all my friends are like 26, 27. So I'm like, oh, I'm a child because I'm like the youngest person in my friend group. So it's just a weird, it's a, it's a weird thing I deal with is feeling old and feeling young at the same time. Yeah, I totally feel that. And, and like, in terms of like these new, like runner YouTuber kids coming up, like I feel old when I see them. I know there's, I was in Boulder this summer and, and there was a lot of, uh, college kids who also have youtube channels um and you know we would do collaborations and stuff and they feel so young to me so <laughs> i felt like an old man around them i was like oh my god you guys are juniors in college it's crazy i know exactly what did when you when you started your channel like what did your teammates and your friends and family and also coaches think of it that's a good question um because i'm sure that you kind of ran into some not issues, but like some of the similar stuff I did. So yeah, like my family always has been super supportive of it. They've, they've, they just enjoy seeing me in videos. Um, and I think it's the same with my family. <laughs> yeah. Like it's cringy to say, but they just, they like it because of that. They get to see their, their kid, like make a fool of himself on YouTube. But, um, the coaches at first, my, my coach, coach Bonzi, he never really had a problem with it. Um, the director of the program was all right with it, um, but like for a while they were kind of hesitant and like we're like it's kind of weird that you're filming at practice. Like we don't really know what to make of this. Um, and then similar vibes with my teammates. Like some kids super into it, and I'm sure there were kids on your team who were yeah. super into. It, where other kids it was like, yo, get that camera out of my face, delete that clip, and it was like, okay, I totally get that. Like the last thing I want to do and it's the last thing I've always ever wanted to do is just like make a performance out of my videos and, and have kids like feel really uncomfortable in them. So that was sort of like something I had to balance out for a couple of years of just like, all right, I'm going to film kids, but like, you know, like I don't want to film people who like don't want to be filmed obviously. And like, you know, I'm sure that I probably could have done a better job being less invasive at times, but uh, you live and you learn and like, I eventually I kind of just told my teammates like look guys like if you don't want to be in it just let me know and most most people were super into it by the end like once it got kind of big um 
we had a lot more fun with it and like made a thing out of it. But like, I'm assuming, did you also have like kind of similar, uh, I wouldn't say issues, but like situations where kids were into it and then other kids were not. Oh, word for word. What you said is exactly what my experience was like in terms of like the coaches. It was, it was, it wasn't like, I don't, it's not like they told me no, but there was like some hesitation there, you know, just because it's weird when like a kid brings their, because you're representing the school. So you, they, and when the school doesn't have control over what you're posting, it can be kind of like iffy. <laughs> they just, I don't know. They didn't know what to make of it, but I think my coach kind of like saw what I was posting and I mean, it, I think it really only helped them. I wasn't posting anything bad or anything. So, and then yeah. in terms of like the teammates, yeah, it was the same thing. I would just, I, I don't know. I just kind of like felt it out and saw which people were like to be in front of the camera. And I knew some people like definitely did not like to be in front of the camera. So I would like go out of my way to not film those people because like you said, I, the last thing I want to do is like cause issues, especially when you're running at that high of a level, like the last thing you want to do is cause extra stress onto someone, especially on race day. Be yeah. like, come be a part of my video. <laughs> like say something funny, say something funny. Um, so I think I just kind of like learned who enjoyed being in the videos and who didn't enjoy it so yeah. much. And yeah, I think people really did enjoy it by the end. And it's just fun to go back and like look at those videos. I think all my teammates feel the same way. Just like go back and look and be like, man, it's crazy how many people ended up watching these and just what like our trips were like. Like there was one video um, towards the beginning of like my YouTube channel when we were at camp and I like filmed my teammate Rennie and she was like, it was just such an embarrassing clip. She looked like a mess and she's like, I can't believe a thousand people are going to see this. <laughs> and, it, and I think it has over a hundred thousand views. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Renny, I'm sorry. But like at the time, I only had, I don't know, maybe 2,000 subscribers. So it's like, it's just crazy. I don't know. But yeah. I, I'm glad I started it because it's fun to like look back and, and see yeah. those times. Yeah, that is, it, it's it's great for your storybook stuff. And like, I'm sure I'm going to start reminiscing and looking back. I, I honestly have started doing that a little bit just from a couple of years back. Um, and then... Yeah, in terms of like the the race vlogs, those are really like the most ones where you kind of have to be careful like because you don't want to you don't want to piss your coach off by be by like vlogging right before a race. Um and then like having a bad race and then you look like an idiot or <laughs> piss your teammates off. Um I forgot about that. Oh, that was such a stress. But like it's this sounds crazy, but for me like it was like therapeutic to um, oh, same. To like vlog on race day or or just like be in this character because I like it just it doesn't phase me. Like I don't feel like you know vlogging my race or filming my race and talking about the before and the after like messes me up at all really. Having the cameras doesn't bug me so and I, I'm sure for you as well. So that's that's just interesting to think about, you know. Exactly. And I feel like especially my senior year, I guess that's when I started my YouTube channel, but I was already like having a hard time with running that I like felt like I needed something else to like help, I guess, inspire me and like motivate me and vlogging helped me so much. Like, I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have my YouTube channel to like kind of distract me from other things that were like going on. So I feel like I, it, it's hard to even explain to like my coaches and stuff, but it, it really ended up helping me in the long run not even people watching my videos it was more just like the act of 
like having something else to focus on, like filming and uh, editing and posting. Like it was just a fun activity to do outside of running, even though it was like directly running related. But yeah, it was yeah. fun to have something else to focus on. Yeah, just that that distraction from like the the race. It, it makes it. I think the best way for me to put it is that it like it obviously the race matters so much whatever race you're doing but like at the same time like at least you're getting something else out of it um i don't even know if that's like the best way to put it actually but it's like I totally fulfilling i don't know yeah it's just, it's just it's like a healthy, documenting your life yeah it's a healthy distraction is what it is and yeah. it's, it's it's always helped me with races just make me feel kind of grounded like okay I've filmed a bunch of races in the past. I can film another one here. And like, it's just another race at the end of the day. Yeah, So exactly. Did you ever have problems with like balancing your schoolwork in YouTube? Because YouTube can kind of be a time suck, depending on how much time you put into it. So did you ever have any like issues with that? I mean, I'd say like no more than the, uh, the, the, the average college student, like, a lot you you do have a lot of like balancing athletics and academics is tough but you still do have like a lot of time to like do other stuff and like i i'm a procrastinator anyway but like <laughs> i like i feel like school like i like i was always struggling with school in college but like that had nothing to do with my youtube channel you know but like i got through it and uh i don't know i think just being super like motivated and into something um makes it so much fun like i never i was never stressed out about having to edit a video it was always like a fun activity for me to do almost like i would use youtube as a procrastination for my schoolwork but <laughs> same <laughs> like by the time i i started to get like pretty big on youtube or in, in running world terms like um <laughs> I I was like deep enough into college to have already kind of figured it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Like, and I think people just you need to make like it, it's I don't know, you have to just decide what your priorities are, I guess. So, yeah. for me, priority was running, uh yeah, school and YouTube at the end of the day. Like I didn't really do anything else. I didn't really have a social life, so that I think that part freed up a lot of my time. It's the fact that I, instead of like going to party on the weekend, I was making YouTube videos or like doing my food Instagram. Like that was my sort of a college fun, which sounds yeah. really lame, but. That's, yeah. And that's, I think that's what I was, I, that's a good way of putting it too. Like you're already sacrificing like the social scene because of running. Like that's going to be sacrificed either way. Um, it's not like YouTube is what made you not party. Like you were serious with running, so you weren't going to oh, go yeah. out every yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube but had like, nothing to do with that decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like being like, you have to do something with that time that you're like, you know, uh, not going out on the weekends, not like you're, you're staying off your feet. So like editing a video kind of fits in well to that schedule. And like, I would say it's completely the same with me. Like, if you're at a serious D1 program like Georgetown or Oregon, like you're not going to have like if you do it right, you're not going to have like that many friends off the team. You're not going to be like, a you know, a social person who goes out every weekend. You just aren't like and and I 
we I don't think that either of us see that as like a sacrifice at all. But like it was not it was kind of like a perfect time to be able to edit videos and, and make videos and, and just do content. So yeah, I would say that um it was kind of as hard as like just balancing out school and athletics, but not not any not not crazy difficult to do. Yeah. Like you said, if you go to a big D1 program, you basically just are like automatically sacrifice <laughs> a big part of your social life. You said you, you I feel like we just had very very similar experiences because like you said, I didn't see it as a sacrifice. It was something that I just knew was going to happen when I went to a school like that and I was like willing to do because I wanted to be good at running and instead of filling my time with TV or yeah, Netflix or I don't know what other people do to fill the time, but YouTube was just like a very fulfilling way to fill the time, I think for me. And just fun, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was either Fortnite or YouTube, so I went YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, because like that's what like all the guys on our team would just we'd probably play Fortnite or whatever. Um but yeah, and then like in terms of like sacrifice, like I always said like especially the kids on the team that I didn't think were serious, I'd be like, look, if you like, if any of you for even a second consider like being a division one runner for our program, like a sacrifice to your social life, quit, quit the team immediately. Because like, you're not here to, we're not like the way I wanted our, our culture to be. And I'm totally certain that it was the same at Oregon. Like you're there to run. Like, yeah. I mean, you're obviously there for school as well, but like you're there to run and like the goal is to run fast and like you shouldn't ever feel like you're like sacrificing your like party experiences and stuff. Um, you know, we you can still like we we all have a summer as well, you know. Yeah. So like I always felt like, you know, if I ever got to that point in my head where I was like, ah, I feel like I'm like not getting the the college experience or whatever uh i want if i ever got to that point i would have just quit but i never yeah. did yeah and that, exactly that's like almost, yeah that's like advice for kids out there too who, who might be listening like you know don't don't go to don't run at a d1 school to just be like a d1 runner you know like yeah. do it if you actually want to but if you don't want to then like that's totally cool as well yeah Exactly. You just have to pick the right school for you and don't go to a like the big D1 programs are you're going to train like professional runners basically. So with school yeah. included. So just go into <laughs> it with that mentality. You're not going to be able to have like a fantastic social life because it. I feel like it's just you just something that you're not going to be able to do. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, like yeah. you said, I didn't really see it as a sacrifice. It was just something I honestly I think it made it better for me because I looked forward to the times where like maybe after the season, like you could have like a little bit more of like freedom in terms of that. And I think it just made it more, more fun to be honest, because now, I mean, you're a pretty recent grad, but like now after college, like I have all the freedom I want to basically to like go have a social life and like, yes, it's fun. But I honestly, I think I enjoy like being super disciplined for a long period of time and then being able to like celebrate some accomplishment, like it was kind of like in college where you would have a really long season. And then maybe at the end of the season, it's like you go out for like a couple of times. And I think that's so much like so much more fulfilling way to live rather than like being able to go out every weekend. But I don't know. You probably haven't experienced that um, considering you 
are a very recent grad and now you're running professionally. But that's just something that I noticed that maybe it's just me being like a student athlete and coming from that atmosphere. But I kind of liked that college life better. Maybe I'm just a hermit. I don't know. <laughs> no, I agree. I, like I would to me, like what we're referring to, like I would not rather have the option to like party every weekend. Yeah. I would rather not have that option and or I mean I guess it's always an option but like I would rather work towards something, achieve that goal, even fail that goal, I don't care. Like, you know, go through the motions of the season. The camaraderie with the team is you you know, that's priceless. Um and your team becomes like almost like family to you or at least like a lot of people on it do. And then like at the end of the season when it's all over, like for sure go out a, a few times and like you know, have a lot of fun then. Um, but then like you, you kind of get fresh again and, and you're good to go for like another couple month period of just like being serious um, with the occasional break. But like, that's, I think we have the exact same mindset of like the way we like to kind of live, but that's, that's just interesting because obviously Georgetown and Oregon are so far away from each other um, <laughs> in terms of colleges, but it's like the same exact thing. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the D1 programs are like that as well. Yeah. Another thing their runners have a lot in common, they love to eat good. And this week's episode is sponsored by Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. The meal plans include paleo, plant-powered, keto, and balanced living. I personally love choosing the balanced living because that's what works best with my lifestyle, but you can switch up your meal plan whenever you're ready to try a new way to eat, so it's like super customizable. The recipes that they send are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along. So. When I make my Green Chef meals, I literally feel like I'm a chef because they turn out so good. The flavors are immaculate, I will say so myself, and it just really ups my dinner game. I also love that Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every single box. Another part about Green Chef that I love is just the convenience factor. They do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week, so you don't really have to overthink anything. All the recipes include pre-made measured sauces, dressing, and spices so you can get more flavor in less time. Literally, it takes my dinners to a whole nother level. Let me tell you, I'm used to just eating very, very simple meals because I don't like to go out of my way to like find good tasting recipes, to be honest. I'm too lazy. So I just love that Green Chef does all the work for me and all I have to do is follow the instructions and prepare all the things that come in the box and ooh, the meals are literally amazing. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh to offer a wider array of meal plans to choose from, so there's something for everyone. I like to switch between the brands whenever my taste change or whenever I just want to eat a little bit differently, so use code COLDBREW80 to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Go to greenchef.com coldbrew80 to redeem and for more details. That's code COLDBREW80 for $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Go to greenchef.com slash coldbrew80 to redeem. Okay, completely changing the subject now. <laughs> um, how has like your YouTube channel changed your view on running? And like how how do you like having a social media following? Um, well, okay, I, I love having a social media following. My narcissistic ways enjoy people <laughs> watching me run. Um, kind of think you have to be a bit of a narcissist to 
film your workout videos, your race videos, all your achievements. But at the same time, I do film all my failures too. And um, I guess leading into that, like I, I think that what has changed my perspective the most on the running world is just how similar um, my experience is to so many others that um, are like either better runners than me or significantly, you know, younger or worse. Like it's kind of the same thing for everyone in some sense. The process is so similar and um, the sport is just uh, like so connected that everyone can get involved with stuff. Um, and I, I personally just want to continue to see like the running world grow and slowly kind of grow my channel as big as I can get it to be and just see where that takes me. Um, trusting running and trusting myself and YouTube has only ever led me to awesome avenues. So I'm just going to keep kind of trusting my gut on that and believing in the running world to take me somewhere. Yeah, I remember ever since like watching your, your YouTube channel in the beginning, like you've I feel like you've always had the mindset that like you're going to run after college. You're going to do whatever it takes to run after college and it's like crazy just to see like how how much your YouTube channel has grown and you've honestly gotten so much better as a runner, I feel like over the years of college and now it's led you to a professional contract for the Brooks Bees, which is like a massive group, <laughs> like professional group, one of the biggest ones. So like, did you ever think that you were going to be able to join a professional team? Yeah. I mean, I, and like you said, like I, I've always, for me, this isn't as like crazy as it probably seems from like the outsiders looking in. Like I've always seen it going down this way. Um, in terms of like, I'm for sure, there was never a shadow of a doubt that I was going to run after college, whatever way I could make it work. If, if I wasn't going to get a contract, I was going to, um, you know, get a part-time job and then just kind of, you know, be a strug pro and live that lifestyle and just keep, keep filming it. Strug pro. That's essentially what a strug pro is. I, I pretty much am about the level of a strug pro, um, which I will lead into next by saying like, you know, obviously I think the Brooks beast, uh, you know, the Brooksby's track club is probably like a top three American middle distance teams in the country. And like, had I not had, you know, the following I do on social media, I obviously wouldn't be getting a contract with them, but like that kind of just puts another chip on my shoulder. Like I want to be able to like, you know, spend this next year and a half training with the Brooks beast and in proving to the world that like, you know, with, with this opportunity, I can make something of it. Um, and be like more than just a YouTuber. I've like made a point to people, um, and I, I'm pretty sure people know this on YouTube, but like I am definitely a runner first, YouTuber second. I always have been, um, and I always will until like <laughs> until YouTube is all I have left. But like, <laughs> now I'm like totally all in on running, and then I will film what I do for running. Um, so I'm just gonna going to continue believing in myself and you know if the whole world has to watch me fail then like that's great too for the sport because then it's just more exposure to like how difficult it is at this level but um my goal is to just be as successful as i can and kind of just keep slowly progressing and i think people enjoy that uh enjoy watching the ups and really enjoy watching the downs i gotta say a lot of people get happy <laughs> when i have bad races um 
I'm like public enemy number one on Let's Run at this point. But. I was I was going to ask, what do you do about like the haters? Because there are people that are so incredibly rude, especially on Let's Run. I hate Let's Run. <laughs> That's really aggressive. But I really, I really think it's detrimental to a lot of people. And I know it's like caused a lot of people like confidence issues just reading on this stupid board. Yeah. Stupid message board. Don't go on it if you're listening to this and you're wondering what it is. But what do you deal like? How do you deal with the hate that you get either on YouTube or do you do you actively read Let's Run? I I, I read Let's Run. I I don't even mind the hate anymore. Um, but like, so you know, look at look at your one of your latest videos or look at one of my latest videos. We probably get like thousands hundreds or thousands of likes on a video and maybe like 10 or less than 10 dislikes like that's what i have to try to focus on more like you don't see the love that you're getting from people like like i know at the end of the day 99.5 percent of people who watch my youtube channel and like you know uh are watching the athlete special are are into it and like they're super supportive but it's the mean comments that surface because they're different. And uh, just because I see them, it doesn't like that's one person that that's one person who's just, uh, you know, I almost feel bad for them that they're at the point in their life where they have to like try to bring down a like runner, like seriously, like it's running. You're going to yeah. try to bring me down about like my PRs. Like, come on, man. Like I, I feel bad for them that they're at that point. Um, but yeah, for sure on Let's Run, I've gotten pretty depressed looking at some stuff. Um, in the past, that like I, I've been getting hated on Let's Run for a while now. Um, but like people, like the problem is there's also like people who are kind of super fans who like overly defend me, and then people like. <laughs> so it's not you know, posting on there. Yeah, like it, it's not me. It's not me posting on there. <laughs> you have an alias. Yeah, they're like, oh, we see you, Spencer. And I'm like reading it all. And I'm like, oh my God, they think I'm responding. Um, but like there's people who overly defend me and then like that just fuels the haters even more. But like, I I mean, it's cliche to say, but like any good, pu any publicity is good publicity. And it's, true. it's like, I know I'm not a controversial channel. I, I literally just post myself running. Yeah, you're not. If you want to call me a bit narcissistic, like go for it. I don't disagree. So like, you can't even get me on that one. Like, well, so. yeah, like you said, anyone on YouTube, like to film and edit yourself, like you're looking at yourself. Yeah. Online, so yeah. you kind of have to, you have to at least love yourself, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You have to love yourself. And like, I don't, I think a lot more people want to, to do YouTube and it's, it's a lot of fun to do. And like, I think the hardest step is just starting and like so many kids are like afraid to, you know, what are people going to say about me? Oh my gosh, this and that. But like you've learned and I've learned like people just enjoy content. And like, I have, I love giving people content, even if it's like me just like messing around my house, doing nothing, people enjoy anything. So, uh, you know, the, the sooner I learn that the, the less like weird I feel about, you know, editing myself, um, but yeah, no, I, for the most part, the, the running community is like, it's super, super supportive. Um, everything is awesome outside of just let's run. <laughs> um, yeah, like you said, I think the biggest step to like start the YouTube channel is just getting over, I, at least for me, it was getting over the personal fear I had, like the personal embarrassment I had of being like, Hey guys, 
I started a YouTube channel because there's this like weird stigma around people with YouTube channels. I don't know what it is that it's like we're super cringe and mm. <laughs> that like, yeah, like you said, that we're narcissists. And yeah, so I think I just had to get over that personal embarrassment I had. But once I did that and like it started to kind of gain traction and I got, I don't know, I started getting people that like enjoyed the videos and like coming back, commenting. It just definitely like outweighed the embarrassment I felt <laughs> to my yeah. like close circle. And I like wasn't offended if I'm, I'm still not offended if like my close friends don't watch my YouTube videos. Like, cause a lot of them don't, I would say the majority of like my super close friends don't watch my channel at all. Um, yeah. That's so exactly I, the same. Yeah, my I friends are like, Oh dude, I don't watch your channel. I yeah. And I'm like, totally fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. I do not listen to your podcast. I do not follow your food Instagram. I'm like, I couldn't care less. Like, yeah, I'm just glad that you guys are my friends through it all. <laughs> yeah, I literally it is a lot of content. So. It's to a T the same. I'm like, guys, I would not expect you to watch my channel. Yeah, You're like, all right, cool. like you don't. I don't, I don't know why that is. I I think it's just like if people know you personally, that it's like they don't need to see see your you doing the things that they know you do already. That is but very true. A lot of my friends help me uh, film stuff um yeah so like they'll be like dude like i was at the workout i don't need to watch you do a workout video you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but my sisters yeah. my sisters um would sometimes they they well when i lived back in california like they would help film and they would be like just so cringed out by like me being like okay what's up fellas <laughs> like i don't know it's just yeah. it's so funny like not that i like put on a performance but like youtube is just i guess the like beginning of videos and the end of videos is usually like pretty cringe when you're like what's up guys today whatever or yeah. like and subscribe and i think my sisters would get pretty cringed out but yeah it's definitely like i mean i think we would both agree that it's it's you know you're putting you're putting a little bit of more uh energy into who you are but like i think that what's kind of made both of our channels unique is that they're they're very authentic and like people clearly appreciate the real aspects of just life um so like where i'll be more like what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of the athlete special blah 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 and bring that energy into a video like i'm still for the most part myself in a video and you definitely are yours you you are yourself too and people appreciate that and it goes a long way. Um, Definitely. I, I, I don't, yeah. And like I said, like the last thing I want to do is like make a performance out of a video, unless like it's a skit or something. But I like, I haven't really been able to make a skit without feeling cringed out. <laughs> yeah. And I remember this was probably at the beginning when we were like both, I mean, you started before me, but around that like time in 2017, like you and I, we are not like videographers, you know, we started off on our iPhones using iMovie. Um, I, I mean, I didn't really know how to edit videos until I started. So I feel like a lot of it just kind of, it was just very authentic uh, from the yeah. start. And though we may have gotten better cameras and, we're better maybe at editing now. I mean, I'm not that great still, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I appreciate um, your channel because I do find it to be like super authentic. And I think that's kind of hard to find sometimes on YouTube. The running world itself is pretty authentic, but I don't know. Other YouTube channels, like a lot of people are putting on an act and it's a lot of it is fake, but I think the running community is still pretty small the way you don't see very much of that yet. 
Yeah, I definitely, with, like, the filming and editing stuff, like, we, we are not, like, professional editors. I've had some kids help me edit stuff in the past, and, you know, they do an awesome job. Sometimes it gets a little bit away from what I'm trying to do as a channel, and, like, uh, I'm still using iMovie. I'm still grinding it out on iMovie. I just have a nicer camera now, but, like, I, it's my friends who are just like, yeah, I'll film you for the day, or, like... I'm just like vlogging um and like <laughs> I think that it's a good note to people out there that like you don't neither of us have like a talent for filming and editing and making <laughs> yeah. videos at all like I mean we I think we make good videos but like it's not about that like you anyone can pick up a camera and edit it like you can you I had only this year I stopped using my iPhone like that's exactly crazy. I didn't I like I never recommend people get camera to start off with because first of all you have to see like how sustainable it is if you're going to continue so I always recommend the iPhone for sure first yeah and like I just started feeling comfortable with a camera I had a g7x broke it though and now I have like a it yeah it's it just my friend dropped it and it broke but but now like I finally feel like once you you crossed through that threshold of like, I don't know, maybe around like 40 ish thousand followers yeah. on YouTube. I felt like a bit of a difference. Like, all right, I, sh I should probably get like, this probably upgrade. <laughs> yeah. And when you could start monetizing probably helps to fund the camera a little bit. Yeah. That that's been really fun as well. Yeah. Being able to monetize. Although it took a while for me to start monetizing. Um, because as soon as COVID happened, there was like a delay with the shipping stuff. And I had to get that little pin thing shipped from Google to oh. um, my house. Uh, basically, you have to like get like a, you know, Google AdSense code shipped to your house. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it took like two months. So I just didn't make money for two months. But now Dude, I'm same with me. Same with me. <laughs> I, I, it wasn't. I don't know if it was like the code what was holding me up, but it literally took three months from when I applied for monetization until it started. So yeah. for three months, I wasn't making any money after graduating, which was a little weird. But now I see people that are like, they start a YouTube channel and the second day it's monetized. I'm like, what? Yeah. We're, yeah. We're just, we're just old school. We don't, yeah, I guess so. we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so now you're you're a professional runner. How has that been so far? I know you've only been in Seattle for a little bit, but what anything special? Anything exciting happened yet? No, nothing really exciting yet. I did a time trial the other day. Um, I'm around four oh two, so I was not happy or sad with that. Just like a fine time. Yeah. Um, for for a time trial, it was it was pretty good for me. Um, just to like go out there and do it alone. Um, with like my friend pacing. But uh, I met the head coach, Danny Mackey, and a couple of the members of the Brooks Beast. Um, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm nervous to, like, get into practice. Practice officially starts for us October 5 or maybe October 12. I'm not sure exactly. Um, it's, it's still kind of contingent upon how long our breaks are going to be. So I'm just in Seattle. I, I'm taking some time off, <clears throat> taking some time off now. And... Um, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm excited to be on a team again, uh, to be like the new kid on the block, and like, you know, if yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping my teammates respect the channel. Um, and I if think they, they will. I think they will. And like, like I, like I said, like 
I'm sure from an outside perspective, like I look like a total douchebag. Like I've got a <laughs> bullet. I was calling myself the king of Boulder when I was there. Like, Stop! I, maybe I, what? <laughs> Spencer. I, I, like, but it's all like, if you know me, it's funny because it's like, it's self-deprecation humor. But like yeah. some people think that it's, I'm from the East coast and we have a very dry sense of humor. Um, so where I think a lot of people think I'm super cocky, it's like, no, I'm, I'm like making fun of that as a thing. Um, so I'm really hoping that, you know, my teammates get into the, the banter and stuff and, uh, at least give the athletes special chance, because I think that it's going to be really fun to, you know, give them exposure. And, uh, I'm sure all of them have a lot of cool personalities that they'd love to, you know, showcase on the channel. And that that's goes back to your channel as well, where, it got super fun because you were so interactive with your team and people love that. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. But, you know, I'm like, you know, the freshman, the, 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 the new kid on the block. So I'm, I'm a little nervous for it, but in general, I think it's going to be really fun and really successful. Yeah. And oh my gosh, it's, it would be so weird to like be the new kid again. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see like the Brooks piece personalities. Cause I mean, I only really know a couple of them, but the ones I do know are hilarious. So I'm excited to see, kind of see that group too, because they have like a, a pretty good social media, but I want to see like more video footage. So I'm excited to follow that journey along. Exactly. And we're going to try to film like, like the real stuff, you know, the banter, the, the workouts, the, the behind the scenes what are people doing when they're not working out what are what are pro athletes doing on their free time are they sitting around playing video games are they cooking i don't i don't even know yet but i will <laughs> i will figure it out and i'll let the whole world know well the ones i do know i feel like it's very normal so but yeah, well, it'll... <laughs> it's not exciting you it's... do nothing <laughs> okay you don't do nothing but it's i think it's more normal than like being like oh pro running but i think it's it's probably just like college but without the school it's from what i've heard from everyone but yeah yeah um, it, it is yeah. <laughs> okay well i have i have three listener questions that i wanted to go through super quick it could just be some super quick answers all right do you have any beef with anyone in the running world <laughs> um no but i want beef like i tried to beef with tin man and sam parsons and drew but like they're just too nice of people they don't bite on it and i like not the problem the the good part about the running world is that like everyone is too nice like i tried to beef with Zach levitt and he was like, oh, man, like, what the heck? And, like, he didn't want to beef with me. Like, I clearly don't actually dislike anyone in the running community, but it would be good for views and it would be good for entertainment if there was, like, some banter going on. So I don't have any beef with anyone, but I'm willing to call anyone out that wants to be called out. Or if people don't like me, then let me know so we can start a little beef. With <laughs> um, that is so true. Like, everyone is way too nice. And I feel like the running world is too small that, like, I, but I, I want to see beef in the running world. Like, you just don't see it that often. Every other sport has beef, and people don't like each other. Not that you don't have to, like, not like each other, but at least, like, getting in some arguments. Like, you see the Lopez, LeMong, and Paul Tolimo beef. Have that you seen that? Hilarious. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, and that's not even big beef. Like, that's like a couple Instagram posts. So yeah. I want to see, like, real beef go down. 
Um, so I'm excited to see if anything comes of your announcement on this, even though it probably will not. But. No, no one's, that's the thing. No people, the people that don't like me won't make it known. Like if you want to step up, then the post on up. let's run. Exactly. Post as an anonymous, you know, person on let's run, go for it. But like, if you don't like me, then just let me know and then say it to my face and then see what happens. But, <laughs> but, but it's true. Like no one, I like I've I've been through this for so long that like people are actually just scared for no reason. Yeah, but I love you all anyway. <laughs> okay, second question: What are your favorite jeans to run in? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a nice pair of uh, American Eagle jeans. That was what I ran my world record blue jean mile in a couple of years ago american eagle tight jeans i actually are better than loose jeans for running um that's a fun fact less drag um, or what it's just they're a bit more stretchy you know it's like a mm. little it's like you're wearing tights not these like heavy heavy jeans so that's a pro tip for anyone out there who's trying to go for a run in jeans wear tight jeans okay good to know um i'll pick out a good pair of jeans for my run today um why, okay, last question. Why a mullet? Are you copying Craig Ingalls? Well, okay, so people think I'm copying Craig Ingalls. I mean, I'm not, but the reason I got a mullet was just like at the end of one of my videos, I was like, yo, I'm thinking about getting a haircut, guys. Top comment is the haircut I'll get. Like, but like, or like most liked comment is what I'll get. And I do that a lot. Like I just say random stuff like that, but like <laughs> usually people don't comment about it. And like, you know, when you're just like trying to get some engagement and you're like, comment down below. Do you like the red or the blue? Something like that. Do you like the red or the blue? Or like, like, or, or like, you know what I'm talking about just though. Just YouTuber things. Yeah, of course. And I like, do. But like someone said like, get a mullet and it got a thousand likes, oh. comment, which is a lot, you know, for a comment, that's a lot of like, that's a ton. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll get a little mullet. And like, I've gotten so many gross haircuts in my time uh, that like a mullet didn't scare me at all. I have short hair anyway. Um, but I got the mullet and I kind of dig it. Like, I think that it doesn't look bad enough for me to like <laughs> feel that weird about having it. <laughs> That's the threshold. It doesn't look bad enough. Like, it's not, it almost looks like it's, like, it's okay. Like, it's an okay look. Um, I'm sure a lot of people hate it, so maybe I shouldn't say that. But, like, I don't think it looks terrible compared to other haircuts I've had that are worse. Um, so, that's sort of why I have a mullet. And, you know, it never hurts to have, like, a little bit more of a look for the personality. Um, Craig Angles does have just objectively a much more attractive looking mullet i'm never gonna be able to compete <laughs> with that um but i don't even compare mine to craig angles like he's a completely different it's a completely it's a different, different it's, look yeah it's a different looking mullet honestly because i have like curly thin hair like yeah. he's got like nice thicker like hair and he's got a mustache with it like he i am not trying to step on his toes like he can be the american hero i'm not trying to be that at all <laughs> I'm just an idiot with a mullet right now, and like I'm sure I will have a new weird haircut soon. Okay, I'll make sure to let him know that you uh, don't want to start any beef. Unless you do, then I'll like put in a word. <laughs> with him, I actually don't because he's too cool. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was a fun little conversation. It was very easy to talk to you because I feel like we have extremely similar experiences in not only running, but YouTube life as well, which is basically both of our lives. So <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for having me on. It's It's been a long time coming. So glad we could just chat about all this stuff. Of course. So where should people follow you? Where should they subscribe? Um, just type in the athlete special, whatever comes up, follow me on that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> YouTube, Instagram. That's it. I don't have Twitter Strava. If you want to follow me on Strava and you know, that's it. Nothing else. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. This is a great episode. Can we get a good old peace out fellas to close out the pod? <laughs> All right. Peace out fellas. Hey! <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of combos over cold brew. I love talking to Spencer. It's so easy to talk to him. We have so much in common, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, maybe learned a little bit about what YouTube life is like, what the YouTube running world is like, and who you think Spencer should start beef with. (laughs) Thank you to Danny G for supporting the podcast. I give a shout out to one of my supporters in every single episode. It's super easy to support. You just do it through the Anchor platform and the link is in the show notes. Making a monthly donation to the podcast really, really helps keep this podcast going. I cannot do it without you guys. So I really appreciate every single one of you for listening. Another free way to support the podcast is just by rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That helps me out a lot and just spreading the word about the podcast helps as well. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen and I will hear from you guys in the next one. Peace out, fellas.